ML Nation, episode 359. I feel proud, really proud, proud of what we are as an industry, proud of who I am as a mum. And, and I honestly think when we go out into the world with that intention, we as a group of people can honestly change the face of the world. I truly, truly, honestly believe that. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, if you want to recruit more reps and also create duplication, I highly recommend you check out my free training. It's a webinar, my sponsoring workshop. This teaches you the seven steps to become a top recruiter and the mental tricks I did. It also talks about a six-figure close. You can use immediately to close a prospect, whether it's for a customer or for a business. It works both ways. It also talks about... A lot of different strategies that I use to become a top recruiter. I recruit over 80 people a year, consistently year after year. That's actually helped help me make over a million dollars in the business. It's a free webinar. Go check out at sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Go get your pen and paper ready. I'm sure you can get tons of value. And if you have questions, make sure you bring them onto the webinar as well. Again, sponsoringworkshop.com. And I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential, so write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more, and I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fried up to bring our special guest from the UK today, Emma Snedden. Hey, Emma, are you ready to make it happen? Oh, yes, I'm always ready. Definitely ready tonight. Emma Snedden was working 100 hours a week at a corporate job when she discovered MLM. At the time, she really saw her three kids and barely had any time to talk to her husband. In Emma's own words, my husband and I were like ships that passed in the night, and we were mm-hmm. stuck on the treadmill of work life. And then one day, about four years ago, her personal trainer introduced Emma to her company's product, and she loved it immediately. She also trusted what the trainer said about the business opportunity, so she figured out Emma was going to give it a try because she could earn some extra money for Christmas. Emma initially had a really small goal of earning just 200 pounds a month, which is about like 250, 300 US a month. But once she got started, she realized she could do really amazing things and go big if she committed herself. 
And once Emma made that commitment, Emma was able to retire both she and her husband in a very quick, very short time, and most importantly, spend time with her kids. And because of network marketing, Emma claims, and she actually calculated this out, she gets to spend an additional 2,660 awake hours with her kids. She takes her kids to and from school, does all that mommy stuff, uh, and she's also one of the top leaders in the company and a multiple six-figure earner. She also made a million dollars in commissions uh, in a very, very short amount of time. Today, Emma's mission is to help women to be financially independent, to stand on their own two feet, to have huge confidence, and really to live the life they truly deserve. So, Emma, I shared a little brief background, but take us back to before you got started in network marketing when you were that corporate slave working those 100-hour weeks. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Thanks for the introduction. I'm really, really honoured and excited to be with you tonight. Um, I've listened to the show for a very long time and obviously watched you in the more recent months on Facebook as well. So it's really exciting for me to be part of the show. So thank you for the opportunity to just share my story with everybody. So yeah, um, like four and a half years ago was when I first came across uh, network marketing at all as an industry. Even I wasn't something I was even really aware existed at all I was like was a corporate slave to be honest I didn't really realize it at the time I don't think when you're in that environment that you you're just going through the motions of life paying the bills and going to work and being a mother and a wife and and you know all of those things and I wasn't unhappy but I was very dissatisfied I worked extremely long hours as you said about 100 hours a week um and had a very like, although I wasn't unhappy and you know, money wasn't a massive issue, we never had um, you know, the time freedom to do the things that we truly wanted to do. Um, but everybody else that I knew was the same, so I didn't feel like I was different to anybody else. I just always had this kind of inner feeling that there had to be more to life than, than just being on that treadmill. Of just kind of what I always say now when I look back on it, that I was, I was more of a provider than the parent that I really wanted to be. I wanted to be a mum. I wanted to be, you know, much more than just the person who put food on the table and a roof over our heads. I wanted to know who my children were growing into. And I was actually starting to realise I was missing out on so much. You know, I missed out on parents' evenings and um, sports days and all of those, you know, the, what we call the magic moments in a child's life, the things that they really remember whether you're there or not. And I felt like I couldn't do that, but I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, I have worked hard all my life. I've had a job of one description or another since I was 15 years old. And so I continued up to that point. I was 36, always have had been employed, always wanted to be the very best at anything that I could do, but often felt kind of undervalued and you know, replaceable, I suppose. I always felt like, you know, yes, I might be important in a particular role, but pretty replaceable. And I think as we're going through the generations, that's getting more and more common that people can be pretty easily, feel like they can be pretty easily replaced. So it was uh, it was one moment, actually, when I, as you said in the introduction there, I had fallen in love with the product. I absolutely loved it. It gave me, you know, I felt great on it. So I was naturally actually doing the business anyway. I just wasn't getting paid for it. And I didn't realise. And my my personal trainer is a very good friend of mine, and he said to me, you know, he offered me the, the opportunity to own my own business, own my own franchise, and, you know, I, frankly, I totally said no. Like, definitely, I didn't have the time to do that um, because I was working so much. You know, I barely slept, uh, and, and I didn't see how I, like a lot of people, I guess, I didn't see how on earth I could possibly fit something else into that environment. So at that point, I was 
really, really dissatisfied, really um, fed up, um, exhausted, and very much on that treadmill. I think a lot of busy working mums and dads, to be fair, are on. So that's where I was at the time. So uh, getting back to your corporate, you was working those long hours. What were you specifically mm-hmm. doing? What department? So I was, I was on, on the road a lot. I had a senior sales role in the company that I was with. Um, I looked after a number of different customers all over the country, but I actually did a lot of traveling. So the reason, that's why it was such long hours. I would travel a lot in the car. I'd be gone from 5 o'clock in the morning, sometimes not home till 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Um, you know, so really long out, like a, it was a sales job, but it was more of a management role at that point. So how did it go once you decided to, uh, uh, to do it? Uh, how did it go in your first couple of weeks? Well, I'll tell you why I got involved in the first place, because I, as you said, I wanted to earn, a, like I thought, you know, if I could earn £200 a month part time, it would um, pay for Christmas. Which for a lot of people, like every year we would say we would save for Christmas. Every year we'd say, well, We'll, you know, we'll, we'll put some money aside, and we never did. My husband, Mike, and I, we'd just get to December, and then it would always be like, oh, we have to find, you know, the money for Christmas out of December. So that was my reason for joining the business. I loved the product anyway, shared it anyway, so it just kind of made sense to me. So for the first couple of months, I just kind of was putting the feelers out. I just carried on doing what I was already doing, which was sharing a product that I loved with people. Uh, I've chatted a little bit about the business to people, but I didn't really know anything much about it other than my friend was doing the business but he didn't he's very um uh humble uh, john for those of you who know him, he's very humble and he didn't really i didn't really think it was going to be that he was doing it in a big way or that it was something that would change my life in the way that it has but something significant happened around about that time in terms of my corporate job and this job and i always think that the right things come into your life at the right time and it really kind of the two collided in a good way and I was sitting in my car, so I used to drive a lot, as I said, and I had been promised a uh, position in the company I was with at the time in my corporate life that um, I ticked all those boxes and I got a phone call saying, could you come um, down to where the head office was, which is four hours away in the car, for an eight o'clock in the morning meeting. So I put my children to bed and I left the house at 10 o'clock at night, drove through the night, got to the eight o'clock in the morning meeting to be told that this job that I thought was mine was basically being given to somebody else so it was thanks for all your hard work but actually you know we've given it to somebody external it really was a wake-up call for me that that I was going to have to do something so I got back in the car and I was stuck in traffic and I had a moment and you know when you have those moments where that it's like an enough's enough there's like what what am I doing here and how is this going to be any different and I fast forwarded 10 years and I was 36 years old and I, was, I fast forwarded 10 years and I thought, what does my life look like in 10 years time if I don't do something different, if I don't make a change to do something different? And I was really scared by what I saw because it was exactly the same. I was just older. The kids were older, but nothing was different. And I did the same again. Another 10 years, 20 years from that moment in that car, fast forward 20 years, what does your life look like? And it was the same. And, I, and that, that really was a wake-up call for me in my own life. And this opportunity came along around about the same time because I think a lot of people are stuck and don't know how to get out of the situation that they're in. So for me, the, it, it, the first couple of months, I didn't realise what it was going to be. But I started to go to a few events. I started to do some personal development. I started to meet a few people. And then my eyes started to open to what it could really be for us. Mm. So, 
what would you consider a turning point? Was there a specific event that you went to that uh, things started really happening? Yeah, definitely. So for me, there was two actually. There was one really early on, about a month into it, where I went to a little training event. There was maybe 30 or 40 of us, 40 of us in a hotel locally. And I sat at the bar on my own with my little notepad, still in my head thinking if I could earn a couple of hundred pounds, this would be you know, great and a big stress relief for us. And um, they did this kind of round the room thing where they said, you know, everybody, if you're in the room and you earned a hundred pounds last month, stand up. So I had earned £84, so about $100 that month. So I was like, I'm standing up. I'm not going to be the only one sitting down. So I stood up. It's nearly £100. And then they just kept going and going. And the last girl standing was 23 years old. And I was 36 at the time. And she was she was still standing at £2,500. Which for me, by the time I paid for childcare and all the other stuff, and the 100 hours a week, she was earning more money a few hours a day at 23 than I was at 36, 15 years into a corporate career that took me out of the home. And that was like a moment where I thought, oh, wait, oh, hold on, maybe, just maybe, this could be something different than just a few hundred pounds. And then uh, that was March 2013. And then in June, I'd started to build a little bit of a team. I'd earned a few hundred pounds myself, started to see what was possible. And we went to um, a conference over in Dublin that changed my life like completely and I'm really really for those of you who are watching and ever thinking about going to convention for your company just do it like get yourself along to a big event and you really do start to see the bigger picture so I took my at the time very skeptical husband with me he was he's incredibly supportive but didn't really understand it at the time um he came with me uh, just to keep me company because I didn't know very many people and there was one guy I mean the conference itself was great but there's always one or two speakers isn't there that really something hits home for you and um, it was Gordon Hester, who's like a financial advisor, amazing guy, I'm sure you know him. And he stood on the stage and I was at the back with my little notepad again by myself. And he said, and I've still got a bit of paper where I wrote it down. And he said, I've lost track of the number of mums who've become millionaires through this business. I've lost, no, I've lost track of the number of full-time mums who've become millionaires through this industry, through this business. And that was like a boom moment for me not like I know one mum but I've lost track of, so I ran down the stairs my husband was in the bar and I was like oh my god Mike you'll not believe what this guy's just said this is going to change our lives it's amazing I could be a millionaire if I work really hard <laughs> and he looked up from what he was doing and he was like that's brilliant could you just go back upstairs now and find out how so mm. I did amazing amazing story that's the key lesson you got to go to events you know big decisions are made at big events. And uh, one of them, the first one, you saw that girl, 23-year-old girl, making that, you know, 2,300 pounds. And the second was going to a company's convention, conference, right, in Dublin. Um, so I know the journey is not always uh, smooth and easy, though you rose to the top pretty quickly. But what were some of the challenges you faced when you first started? When I very first started, um, I guess, like most people, was surrounded by people who thought I was crazy. I thought I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I, I honestly believe more often than that than not, that can often come from a place of care by the people that you love because they don't understand what it is. I didn't understand what it was. I just had a really good feeling and I completely trusted my sponsor. I completely trusted. I think when you know, like, and trust someone, you, you follow them. Um, and I had that total belief in what he was sharing that he wouldn't take me on a bad path. Um, and for whatever reason, I totally, I totally believed in the product and the company and, and the people around me. But so when I got those 
that bit of negativity, the little bit of like skepticism. Um, I didn't listen at all. I, and one thing I've had from the very beginning in this business is absolute total certainty that, that, that I know what I'm doing. Even if I'm learning along the way, that total certainty, total self-belief, like I was literally nobody could knock me off my path for any more than a few minutes or, you know, every now and again, somebody would say something maybe that hurt or that I took seriously, but I was like, no, do you know what? No, I am going to do this. And I think if you put your heart and soul into something and I started to get, you know, earn a little bit of money that helps, you know, not a lot at the beginning, but enough to show people that it was real, that there was, I was actually being paid a little bit of money. And I realized I could fit it around you know, I, people were worried that I was going to drop the ball in my proper job. You know, I had a good job. I was well paid and it was a risk from the outside. I was like, it isn't a risk. I know what I'm doing. I'm a 36-year-old mum of three. Like, I'm not daft. And I had that real belief that it was going to be life-changing for us. And once you've made that decision, you do everything you need to do to make that come true. So uh, I was lucky. My husband, like I said, was sceptical but very supportive. He babysat the kids when I went to events. He was there 100% to support me. And, and yeah, and very quickly we all realized it was going to be something really big. Now, you said you've always had total certainty, total beliefs, and some uh, disturbers struggle with that. How did mm -hmm. you... What would you recommend to people who don't have that belief? And I, I think a lot of times it's not about the belief in the company or products, but belief in themselves. What, what advice can you give in terms of build, build, building self-esteem and confidence and belief in yourself? Oh, it's so incredibly important that people do that. And I think that it's, it's as I've gone through the business, you grow as a person so much in this industry, don't you? You, so you start when you're beginning to earn a little bit of money with no idea really where this industry is going to take you if you just allow it to to um, help you to develop as a person so you know people think that what we do is selling products or what or building teams it's not just that it's so much more than that if you just do a little bit of digging deeper into yourself and actually if you don't have self-belief if you don't have that belief in yourself that you can do this you're going to struggle honestly to convince somebody else that they can do it because you need to be able to look yourself in the mirror and you know what's brilliant about this industry anybody can do it right you don't have to have any special qualifications any special background anything at all you can start today and you can earn while you learn you can go on a journey with people that you actually want to spend time with people that you love people that you trust people that you want to take on that journey with you and you will grow so much but to do that, you have to invest in yourself. Confidence is like a muscle, right? You have to, you know, exercise it and put some effort into growing it. And you have, what I always say to people, because a lot of people, you know, most of my team is women, not exclusively. I've got a lot of amazing guys in the business with us. But the women, particularly for whatever reason, we tend to have some of the confidence bashed out of us over the years, you know, for whatever, loads of different reasons. And I found a real passion for helping women to just get that confidence back. And then, honestly, Simon, there's nothing like it when you when you can look somebody who was lit like this before. And even one call can do it. When you ask somebody about themselves, what do you want to do? What would your ideal day look like? If you know money was no object, what would you do with your time? That's what we do for people. That's what we're offering people. It's not just an additional income. It's actually a you know giving your dreams back, have your life back. So if you're currently one of those people who feels like you don't have self belief, surround yourself with people who believe in you. That's the number one thing I think you need to do is find people that will be in your company. Hopefully, they'll be in your family. If they're not, 
that's fine. You love them anyway, but you're going to spend more time with people who've got your back, who are in your corner, who will coach you out of a sad or a, a bad day. And actually, when you surround yourself with people like that, you grow and you start to stand tall and just put your shoulders back and have that massive, honestly, the massive self-belief is so much more important than the, you know, it's 80% of what we do. I honestly believe that is what's going on up here. The story that you're telling yourself all the time and you get up every day. I still do it. I get up every day. I can do this. I'm amazing. The company's amazing. The product's amazing. The business is amazing, but I am good enough. And I deserve to be successful. And if you say that enough times, you start to believe it. But it's absolutely about committing to that process, Simon. You can't just, you know, start that on a Monday and then and just don't let the outside world get in. You know, you're an adult. You've joined your own, you've got your own franchise business. You've got your own opportunity to leave a legacy. And the one thing I always say to people, and I, and I say it from stage and I say it one-to-ones, if you if you 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 know don't if you talk down to yourself. I always imagine that you're talking to one of your children or to a five-year-old, and you should never say to yourself what you wouldn't say to a five-year-old. So if you're saying to yourself, you're not good enough, you're not confident enough, you haven't got the ability, you'll never make it, you're too fat, you're too thin, no one's going to believe you, whatever. If that's the language that you use to yourself, then you have to force yourself to stop and actually imagine that you're talking to a child. And we wouldn't do that, would we? None of us would talk to a child like that. And that really, I think, helps people to go, oh, okay, I need to talk positively about myself and to myself. So I think that's incredibly important. Now, you had mentioned about commitment. Um, mm -hmm. what, a lot of things, a lot of people, they think they're committed, but they're not really not. In your words, what is definition of commitment to you? What, what actions did you do that's commitment for Emma Snedden? So I'm still uh, very committed every single day, totally in the trenches, totally building, building customers, building team members every single day. And I think that's incredibly important. So for, for me, commitment is about making everything actually is about decisions. The decision that you make every single day about how that day is going to, you either lead the day right or the day leads you. So you have to make a decision at the beginning to commit to your own day, to not allow someone else, you know, things happen, right? I get that. Stuff will come along, but I'm a massive believer in life happens, you know, for us, not to us. And all we can control is how we react to a situation. All we can control is what we do every day, not what everybody else is doing every day. So when you commit to your business, I mean, we always talk about are you committed or are you just interested? If you're just interested, that's going to go up and down. When you're truly, truly committed to something, actually, over time, that becomes greater than yourself. So my commitment now is different to what it was four years ago, but my work ethic is exactly the same. So my work ethic and your work ethic needs to be really high if you want to be a six-figure earner or more in this company, in this business. You have to have a massive committed work ethic to be able to export. Do you know what? I, I don't know about most of you guys, but I was working really hard anyway, right? Really hard. This, I could make a commitment to myself, to my family, to the team, to the people that join the business with you, to the industry. Like, we're all part of the same industry. We all have that same responsibility to treat it with the respect that it deserves. And I am so proud. I'm so proud to be a network marketing professional. I'm so proud to be in this industry and to be able to share that with other busy working mums and dads like me, that I commit to that every day. You know, every single day I'll say I'm going to be the best distributor in my organization. I'm going to be the best person that I can be. I'm going to be a great upline, a great friend, a great mentor, a great mom, a great wife. 
that's commitment. Wishy-washy, faff around in the middle, I'm not sure. That's how you come across to people. So people follow certainty, and I'm certain. Very, very inspiring. Hey, so let's talk about uh, kind of related to commitment, time management. So when you started, I mean, you were working long, long hours. Uh, mm-hmm. You got three kids, uh, but you're committed. How did you make the time to do the business? I'm not going to say it was easy. Uh, I don't think anything worth having is easy. And I'm always really honest with people that join the business with us that, you know, if you really want it to be life changing, it's going to take some changes in your own life. Um, some priority shifts a little while and, and was it worth it? Absolutely. So for me, um, I kind of switched the telly off and turned my laptop on in the evening. Um, I realized that I, if I could work a few hours a night on my franchise business, on my future, so I never dropped the ball in my corporate life. That was paying the mortgage, paying the bills and all of that. That's really important that you do that, that you look after your commitments first and that you build this part-time alongside whatever else it is that you're already doing because otherwise it's not fun. It's stressful. It's meant to be fun. So for me, the time management part, I got my commit- the buy-in from my family, so my kids and my husband, and we sat down. When we realised it was you know, potentially going to be something life-changing, I sat down with it as if we all sat down as a family and said, and my kids were only three and six, the little ones then. My eldest is 16 and, she, and she's 19 now and at university. But the little ones and my husband, we sat down and talked about it as a family and said, you know, sometimes mummy's going to have to be at an event. Sometimes mummy's going to be on a call at night or not here at night. But this is why. So we've got a long term vision as a family to go on a travel around the world in 10 years. All of us like luxury travel around the world. So sometimes when I'm not around, uh, that's what we remind the kids that that's why. But the time management part, I've got actually an amazing YouTube video that I did just as a, a little thing for my team that's gone all around the world and anybody can access that. And it's just time management tips. And I've worked out in 24 hours a day because I heard people saying everyone's got 24 hours. It's how you use them. And I was like, I haven't. I don't feel like I have because I couldn't even find time to sleep. And then I worked out. It was the nooks and crannies of the day. Five minutes here. 10 minutes there and if I turned off the telly I could do a couple of solid hours in the evening and I swear I built my business from zero to life changing in 12 months by the, the small little bits of the day that you can find it it all adds up mm. and that YouTube video send me the link and we'll post it on the show notes page so for those yeah. who go on there on, on mlnation.net you actually get to watch that YouTube video that Emma did about time managed tips um, now Let's talk about, before I ask my ask you my favorite question, um, you talk about John, John Halawati, right, yeah. who he recruited you. You talked about he, you trusted him, um, mm-hmm. so that's why he did the business. What are some things that, you know, we hear the word trust a lot, what are some things about John, and you know, we're going to have him on the show, oh, by the way, John, big shout out to you, you connected me with Emma, awesome shout out, now, John and I were hanging out at the John Maxwell event last year. Um, yeah. So, but what what are some qualities of John that make him trustworthy? I think this is a lot of because because someone just emailed me yesterday saying, "Oh, you know what? Uh, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people, but no one seems to believe what I have to say." Well, yeah. I think that's a. Tr- I didn't want to tell her that it's a trust issue, right? So, what yeah. did John do that made him a trustworthy person? What do all distributors need to do that have character traits to make us more trustworthy in our community, so people believe in us and people can, you know, take action on this awesome profession? There's a number of different kind of questions in that, but particularly, well, I'll, I'll, I'll cover briefly what I think and then why John was so good at that. 
because um, we were already friends and that isn't always the situation you know quite often we bring people into the into our business or into our organization and they're not necessarily that familiar with who we are um, and then you have to build the trust after that but 100% the most important thing is to have massive integrity to be incredibly honest totally trustworthy you know I can't I'm not a fan of fake it till you make it I'm not a fan of blagging it or you know pretending to be something that you're not I can look anybody straight in the eyes and tell them everything about the company, everything about me, who I am, and people will either get on board with you or they won't. But if you're being honest with somebody and just really, really telling it how it is, and for me, the minute that you can do this business and not for yourself, but you care more about other people, and that's what John is incredibly good at, right? He's a great conversationalist. You don't even realise that he's like, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't ask you anything. He doesn't tell you anything about himself. Everything is about you. Great questions about you. We always say, don't we, like the, the answers are in the questions that you ask. And I really believe there's a, there's a I'm going to get this quote wrong now, but there's a quote by Dale Carnegie, which is that you, you learn more about, you bring more people into your life in two months if you find out more about them rather than then telling them about you. And what we often as distributors in this industry tend to sometimes do is we're very tell here's my product, here's my opportunity, come and join my team, blah, blah, blah. That's not really about them. I wouldn't have joined that. I was offered an opportunity for me. I was offered an opportunity for something that I was going to, could potentially benefit from. It wasn't about John or his product or his thing. Or come, It was actually, I've got something I think you'd be really good at. I've got something that I'd love to share with you. Can we go for a coffee sometime? Really relaxed really do you know the biggest thing genuine and i honestly think that the more genuine you are in this business in this industry when you can when you can sit down with somebody and say do you know what it might not be for you but here's what it is it might not be for you right now and actually that's really key i said no for six months which to some people that's not very long six but you know i wasn't ready when i first was offered the opportunity and he was not pushy in any way, shape or form. He, he was just like, okay, well, I think you'd be great at it. And his, the exact line he used, which I loved and was really good for me, was I said I didn't have time. And he said, this is a business designed for busy people. And you're the busiest person that I know. Hmm. And I was running out of the gym at the time. And I was like, okay, bye. And running down the stairs. And it just kind of went round and round in my head. This is a business designed for busy people. And you're the busiest person that I know. And it was really respectful. He wasn't diminishing what I was doing. He wasn't trying to change my life. He was just saying, I think you'd be really good at this. So that, for me, when you're offering somebody an opportunity, like I said before, I, I am so proud to be part of this industry. I'm so proud of what we offer people, of the little bits of changes we can make along the way, that when you add them all together, someone looks back in 12 months and they're a different, do you know what, they're, they're the person they were meant to be. I really think that this this industry gives you so much hope, so much, um, you're surrounded by positive people, uplifting people, people in your corner, people who will support you, tell you you can do anything, you can be anyone, you can suddenly start to dream again, you can suddenly build something that's for you. And at 36 years old, I was like, I thought my life was kind of, not done, but you know, I was starting to live my life through my children. And suddenly I thought, I can, I can do this for me again. I can build something that's for them, that they're benefiting from. But I literally grew like that within a few months because he believed in me and Alex who says upline he believed in me and they just said you know Emma 
you could you can be anything you can i remember when john sat me down and said and we were in a little cafe in a supermarket and he said what do you, what what do you really want to do with your life and honestly simon no one had asked me that mm. for probably 20 years so i was 36 and i was like what do you mean and he said what do you want to do with your life and i thought well i am doing my life <laughs> what do you mean he said, well, no, you know, if you weren't doing this, what would you want to do? And it was the first time, like I said, it's probably since I left university that I've really looked at, gosh, actually, I could do anything still. And that's what we offer people. And that's what I try and show people every single day, that your life is never over till you say it's over. It's never done until you decide that it's done. And we, as an industry, are offering people something potentially better than where they are right now. And I'll never stop doing that. I'll never, I never want to be able to, two things. One is to look at my children and say, you could have had everything. You could have, you could have lived your dream life, but I just couldn't be bothered. I didn't have enough self-belief. I didn't turn up to the event. That's never going to happen, Simon. I'm never going to look at my kids and say that, that, could, that you, know, you could have had an amazing life. But I also don't ever want anyone to come to me and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me that this is possible? You, you know, you've got this... You know, we live in a beautiful house. We've got lovely cars, but it's not about that for me. You know, it's lovely and I'm not giving them back, but it's so much more than that. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm every single time, I think one of the questions you were going to ask me, I think was about like my proudest moment. And honestly, every, I couldn't think of one because I realized that every single time someone says to me, because of you, my life's different or better. Like, thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you for persisting with me. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, giving me my confidence back. Every single time I get to say yes to my kids. Yes, you can have a sleepover. Yes, you can go to that party. Yes, we can go on that holiday instead of no, we can't afford it or I haven't got time. Every time either of those two things happen, I feel proud. Really proud. Proud of what we are as an industry. Proud of who I am as a mum. Proud of the team that we've created. All of it. And, and I honestly think when we go out into the world with that intention, we as a group of people can honestly change the face of the world. I truly, truly, honestly believe that. I love that. It's so inspiring, about it, especially about the kids. Right? When did you start thinking about that? You mentioned kids a few times. Uh, mm. The first time was like, you never, you know, I'm not good enough. You never say that to a kid, right? Really good aha no. moment. And just thinking about, you never want your kids to know we couldn't live that life. Because your lack of work ethic, lack of commitment, or the lack of self-esteem. So, very, very inspiring. Um, Emma, I want to ask you my favorite question. So, we all heard the good stuff. What was your worst, <laughs> worst, worst moment in network marketing? Your worst moment to point by most people will quit, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you are where you are today. I'll tell you honestly, I've never ever once thought about quitting. I know sometimes people say like, I never ever, I never have. And that's because of the certainty and because of the belief system and everything. But I've had some really, really tough times. Um, so I've had some really tough days. I've had some really tough months. Um, like in the first two years in my, in my network marketing business, everything I touched turned to gold. It was just like, I loved it so much. I was so passionate. My life changed. I left my job. I retired my husband with... We went on amazing holidays, all of this stuff. Um, like it was, we had 50,000 customers like within the team in the first 12 months. It was just amazing. Um, and I've I just loved it from that, like, all of that. And obviously, that's, that's not going to be like that always and forever because it's still real life. And um, what really happened was, I guess, the biggest, uh, biggest challenge, I suppose, that I had um, was about two and a half years into, was it two and a half years roughly, I think, into my um, 
career, my network marketing career, uh, a group of people decided that it wasn't for them anymore, which I hadn't really experienced up to that point at all. And I obviously listened to your podcast and I knew that that sort of thing happened. But these are people that were my friends, uh, people that we obviously you know, spent a lot of time together. The fact we knew, my kids knew a lot of people. And, and it was quite a really difficult time in terms of the way that it was handled in some respects. I wasn't expecting it. It was kind of out of the blue. Um, it was all over social media, which I wasn't used to either. And it was quite a difficult time in terms of managing the whole process through. And I went really into uh, mum mode, mother mode, where I was like, I need to make sure that everybody knows that this is okay. This is totally normal. And it's not like, it's not going to, it's business as usual. And, I'm, and, I, and I fundamentally believe that it still is, right? You st you, even, when the, even outside of the business, when terrible things happen, you have to still get on with the fundamentals of your life, right? You still have to go to sleep. You still have to go to the bathroom. You still have to do all of those things, no matter what is going on. And the same in this business, when something happens that maybe rocks the boat a little bit, the most important part is how you respond to it. And the response that I chose to make, and I'm very fortunate, I was incredibly supported by the company. There were, you know, the company, there's people in the business who've been around for years and years and years and years. They just put their arms around me, went, it's going to be cool, don't worry about it. And they were right. Um, and I just went to work and I carried on working and I went on the road and I did events all over the country. And, I, you know, I looked at everybody and said, everything's cool. I'm, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm really happy. Um, and, and that was, it was about studying that shit at that point. Not really for me because I was cool, it was for everybody else. And I, the analogy I always use, if you're on a plane and the pilot starts to panic, then you'll panic, or the air hostess will start to panic. Everybody looks at what are the people who are in charge doing. And actually what I was doing was doing events, I was recruiting, I was building, I was talking about, I didn't, and the lessons from those that time is very much things like, you know, some don't stay. And I used to listen to Jim Rowan and I thought he meant, you know, the people at the beginning. Some don't stay. And actually, as you go through your business, that starts to mean something different. Some don't stay can be anybody. Anybody has the right to make their own decisions about what they want to do for their life. And I totally, totally respect that. And it's okay. And you just carry on because you decide every day what you're going to do. Um, and, and the other things I really learned were just to totally stay out of drama. Like, mm. just stay out of any drama, any negative, particularly at the moment through social media. And we see it with elections. We see it with all sorts of things. People are very quick to put stuff on social media and I just think, just stay out of it. Don't respond to it and don't get involved in it because it does, things pass and real life goes back to normal. And, you know, leadership's a journey and I'm just a distributor just like everybody else at the end of the day. I'm just at a different point in my journey to some other people. And there are people further down the road from me who we always need to, you know, learn from. So that was a really, really challenging time for the whole team. Um, but we came out of it the other side, we've gone through it again more recently, and this time it was like, okay, no worries, we know exactly what we're doing, everything's good, and again, it's business as usual, because people follow certainty, and I am really certain about who I am, what we're about, the mission that we're on, and all of that, and I've, you know, I'll never waver from that, and if people can see that you're certain, whoever they are, Everyone's entitled to make their own decisions, and I, and I do respect that 100%, but, but this is what I'm doing, and this is what I'll always be doing, and I'm comfortable doing that, but it, I'm not going to say it wasn't a massive challenge, it, it incredibly was at the time. Hey, great words of wisdom from Emma Stedden. People follow certainty, right? They follow your conviction. People follow certainty. Write that down. People follow certainty. Hey, ML Nation. Have you ever been paralyzed by fear? of recruiting, you know, 
you want to be successful, you want to make money, you need to recruit, you need to talk to people, you got to prospect, you know, it's, uh, and every, what do you call it, every no is close to a yes, you probably heard of it before, right, and they're not rejecting you, they're just rejecting opportunity, but still, you're paralyzed by fear, you're nervous. If this happens to you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I welcome you to attend my free webinar, 11 Brain Hacks to Help You Overcome the Fear of Prospecting. Because I used to be the same way. You know, my first two months in business, I made zero money. The reason why, I only talked to 10 people. And I was so scared. It took me two and a half months to talk to 10 people. I was just scared to approach people. And then one day, I had my big aha moment. I discovered some brain hacks, 11 little mental tricks I can say to yourself to help you overcome that fear. And once I overcame that fear, I was able to talk to people, at least five new people, five follow-ups, do three presentations a day, and that's my 553 routine. And it helped me become a top sponsor. I ended up uh, recruiting over 80 people a year for five straight years. So if you're interested to help you overcome your fears so that you can make the money and grow your business, go check out my webinar. It's mlnation.net forward slash fear. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash fear. Go check it out, register, and I look forward to seeing you on the training. Hey, Emma, you've been great. Some really, uh, so we can wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay. Uh, the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? So I don't actually know who said this, but it used to be written um, above my um, dad's desk in his office in our house. And my dad um, had a massive heart attack when I was 16 years old and um, died really suddenly. Um, and he was a huge influence in my life up to that point. And I, and I fundamentally believe, actually, that, that even though I say everything happens for a reason, that the output of him passing away so quickly and so suddenly when I was so young has had a huge impact on who I am and why I am so certain about things and about why life is so important. So he had a huge impact, but he had this sign above his desk and it said, you worry a lot less about what other people think of you if you realise how seldom they do. So you worry a lot less about what other people think of you if you realise how seldom they do. I don't know why he had that above his desk. I don't know what he needed that there for. But for me, it, that's so true. Everybody's so worried about themselves. They're not really worried about me and you and what we're up to, right? We're all worried about our own life and our own bills and our own stuff. So don't worry about what other people think. You do what you need to do. Do what you're proud of and don't worry what the outside world thinks about it. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Massive work ethic. Um, I'm either all in or all out. So like 110%, and I said that to John at the beginning, I remember about a month in, probably after that initial meeting where the girl was in £2,500, and I remember saying to him, if I'm going to do this, I'm doing it 110% or I'm not doing it at all. No half measures. Make a decision, jump in or jump out, but make a decision and absolutely stick to it. And then work, like I'll work, you can work hard, but I'm going to work harder. <laughs> so always, just massive work ethic. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Oh, there's so many. Um, honestly, given everything that, that my business has gone through in the last four and a half years, the best piece of advice I got given was from Alex Webb, who is John's upline. And he always used to say, he's a man of few words, but they're always wise. And he used to say, um, go wide and go deep and dig for gold. And I remember at the beginning, I didn't really know what he was on about, but as my business has progressed, going wide, so building width in your business and then building depth in your business, that's security. So when things happen and you have bumps in the road, it doesn't have such a big impact on your business. It just has, it's just a bump because you've got that. It's like building a house. 
isn't it? You need to have width and depth, otherwise you, you don't have a structure. So that was really, really important. And digging for goals, like work with people whatever level they are in your business. Everybody matters. Whether they put one order through or a hundred orders through a month, everybody matters and everybody counts. Hey, here's a quick question. I wasn't planning to do this, but I'll take a question from uh, from Facebook Live from Donna Marie Singleton. And she says, "How uh, ask Emma how she keeps the fun her team and work. How do you make things fun? Oh, I'm a massive believer. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a watch out for everybody. Like, that's what keeps me, keeps me grounded. And staying grounded is really important. But we have so much fun. Um, and people used to ask me what my secret was. And I was like, that's it. Have loads of fun. People have rubbish lives, rubbish jobs, stressful things going on. If you can offer somebody something that's fun, that's simple, that's straightforward, that might even pay them some money. People just want to do it with you because you're having fun. We have fun by, we do all sorts of stuff. We're going to Marbella in a couple of weeks for like 400 of us on a retreat. But it doesn't have to be that. It's Zoom calls, it's hanging out with people, making people feel like they're part of something that's bigger than themselves. That's what happened to me and that's what I try and offer other people. But that's a watch out for you. If you're not having fun with it, change it a little bit and have some fun. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you do a Zoom call with them? Do you meet them and use a flip chart or PowerPoint? What do you like to use? So honestly, Simon, I think a, a number of different things because I'm a, one of the things I'm really passionate about is treating each person individually. So I don't have a, a one-size-fits-all solution. I try and find out as much as I can in two or three questions about somebody and then I'll send them what I believe to be the right tool for them. Does that make sense? Because I want people to feel like they matter right from the get-go, right from the first conversation, right from that what is it you do question that you get asked. I want to try quickly to, so for the ones I love the most, I have a YouTube channel and I have a number of different videos on there. Some are short, some are a little bit longer, some are aimed at like, women, some are aimed at more at men, that kind of thing. So I'll find the right one of maybe four or five videos, but videos tend to be my um, my instant tool that I send to so watch this three minute video and let, and then I pick up the phone offline as fast as possible. Let's have a FaceTime. I love FaceTime. Um, Facebook Live is great as well because you can do it individually and Zoom. But as soon as you can connect with someone, stop being 2D and start being like 3 and 4D, then people can look you straight in the eye and hear you. You know, people hear the music in our voices, don't they? People hear, you know, people don't even know what we do. Just want to do it with us. I don't even know what it is, Emma, but you're excited, so I'm excited. And that's what you've got to do. Just pick up the phone to somebody or meet them. Or I'm busy, right? Really busy. Honestly, if you can pick up the phone to somebody and have a 10-minute conversation, do that first before you go and meet somebody, maybe. If you're if you're working 100 hours a week, you cannot go and spend half an hour or an hour meeting three or four people a, a week. It just doesn't work. So get your serious prospects and then spend physical time with those people but yeah videos i absolutely love because i think you can you can on your phone people can see you wherever they are car toilet work whatever do you have a favorite online resource like a dropbox or evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend oh um my favorite online resource is youtube i think it's a mobile university i think you can learn anything you can you can learn how to do anything through YouTube. Like people, I couldn't open my garage door the other day and I YouTubed how to open my garage door. I YouTubed how to do side by side Facebook Live when no one else was doing it because I thought it must be possible because I could see it on your channel. So things like that, you can, I love YouTube. I also, as I said, have a YouTube channel that I use for everything. And um, my favorite app, um, do you know, probably is an app called Cozy, which is a family's diary, which my husband has been trying to get me to use properly for months. 
But you know what it's like? You've got kids. When you've got kids, he's busy, I'm busy. He's in the business as well now, as well as doing his own personal training online. So he's busy. We're all over the place. That one thing that makes us be able to manage our diary and our time and the picking up and dropping off, that's really helped my business because I'm able to see where I need to be and when. And Canva. Canva's amazing. Definitely. Hey, uh, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Uh, my absolute favourite still is uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Um, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a read. I think you read it in chunks. But for me, uh, when I joined the business, that was something that made open my eyes to the importance of thinking differently about money and thinking differently about business. And here's the last question. You know it's coming, Emma. Mm. The million dollar question. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know your kids, you didn't know your husband, you're like an alien that went to another planet. Your contact list was zero, you had no Facebook friends, nobody, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? Step one, I'd find a product that I love. Um, I think that for me, that's incredibly important that you love the product that you're sharing with other people because... That way you can do it honestly and with integrity. So that's number one. I'd, I'd, I'd find a product that I that I loved and was happy to share and, and proud to share. Step two, um, I would get to 5,000 friends on Facebook as fast as possible. Um, the easy, it's easy to do that now. Even in the last four years, that's got easier. You know, going, what are you into? This is what I say to people. So I would think, this alien that I am, what am I into? What are my passions? What am I excited about? What kind of person do I want to hang out with? Because... You know what, Simon, when you're good at this business or when you build, you don't have to be good at it, but when you build it, when you bring somebody into the organization with you, hopefully that relationship between you and that person is going to be there forever. So you have to be someone that you kind of like, ideally, so that you can bounce off each other and you can spend time together. So I would work out who I am and I went, then work out where do people who are like me hang out. So go on to Facebook groups, go on to um I love Facebook. That's actually my social media of choice. I understand it more than any of the other ones. So I use the search bar and I look. For, I would look for other mums. If I'm still a mum, I don't know who I am as an alien, but I would go and look for people who are like me and where do they hang out? What kind of person, where do I shop? Where do I uh, work? Where do, um, what kind of person am I? What kind of things, what are my passions? What am I excited about? I'm going to find people who are like you because we all want to hang out with people that are like us and you can build a network is so important we are a network marketing industry people spend so much time focusing on the marketing they forget about the networking be a friend first and then build a business second be a friend to people go and find out what people need find out what people's desires hopes and dreams are and then wrap your product or wrap your business around them because at the end of the day this is about them. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about the person that you're talking to in that moment. So I'm going to go and find people who are looking for something. Find people who are, you know, looking for something new, looking for something to change in their life. However big or small that change is, that's their decision, right? We don't decide what level somebody plays that they decide. And I always then meet people where they are. You don't drag people to where you're going. You meet people where they are and they come at their own pace. So finding people who identify with you or with me as an alien that way, I truly believe that's what makes this business work at its best, when it's at its most symphonic orchestra style, is when you're surrounded by people who are all on the same journey together. Awesome. Hey, uh, you've been amazing. As we wrap up, uh, any last words, really good stuff. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect and reach out to you? 
Um, my last words of advice would be, if you're, well, two, one is if you're looking at this opportunity or looking at the industry, you've literally, I honestly, fundamentally believe you've got nothing to lose. I found a home here, and I know that so many other people find a home in this industry as well. You won't come to any harm. You know, you 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 can build a legacy for, for yourself. You can start to dream again and live again. And what if, what if, what if this could be something for you? What if this could be life changing for you? Don't let other people steal your dreams. Don't let other people talk you out of something that you actually want to do because you're an adult and you can make up your own mind about what's important for you. And then plant your feet and put your shoulders back and just go for it. If you're in this business already or in the industry already, same goes. Right, you joined for a reason, stick it out. You can only fail in this industry if you quit because it's designed for us to succeed. It's designed for totally normal people like you and me to achieve something totally extraordinary. It's designed for you to take some stress out of your life. It's designed for you and I to have success. So anybody can do what we do. I swear if I can do it, you can do it too without a shadow of a doubt. If you do want to connect with me, um, Outside of this, you can find me on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook. Uh, it's just Emma Snedden. That's it. I've got a website, which is emmasnedden.com. You can contact me through there uh, very easily. So go on to there and have a look, emmasnedden.com. Easy to remember. And I also have an email address, which is just hello at emmasnedden.com. So really easy. I'd love to connect with you guys. Hey, ML Nation. You know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with... Emma Snedden. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Emma, E-M-M-A, at the search bar and the show notes and nuggets of wisdom and Emma's contact info will be right there. In order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Emma, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. <laughs> We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Hey, ML Nation, how would you like to track an endless supply of leads using Facebook, especially with Facebook Live? I'm sure you know Facebook Live is the rage right now. You've been on them. You've probably seen one of our Facebook Lives. And, you know, top leaders, a lot of my good friends in the profession right now are crushing it. They're like the top income earners, top recruiters. Where do you get these people? From Facebook Live. And even at ML Nation, I'm sure you've seen one of our Facebook Lives. We get anywhere from like 60 to 70 so to sometimes 90 to 100 leads a day using our five-stage Facebook Live system. And I'm, I'm doing a free training right now on this webinar. We can go to the five stages and what to do because Facebook Live is not just turning on the camera and just saying a few things. There's actually a list of things you need to do and not to do, and how to really be efficient and productive with this. And when I taught the five-stage Facebook Live system to one of my coaching clients, she immediately, even though she never really did lives before, started getting 20 to 30 leads a day to grow her business. So imagine you had 20 to 30 leads a day. What would have happened? What would happen to your business? What would happen to your income, right? So check out this training. You can just go to mlnation.net forward slash live, L-I-V-E. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash live, where you can learn the five-stage Facebook Live system so that you can attract an endless supply of leads. Go register right now, mlnation.net forward slash live, and I look forward to seeing you at the free training. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Shannon. Woo! What a great show from Emma Snedden. Talk about inspiring. Wow. 
you know, definitely connect with her. Go to MLNation.net on the search bar. Just look for Emma, E-M-M-A, or go to MLNation.net forward slash podcast. You see all the episodes there, and just do a search for Emma. She's right there. Uh, definitely connect with her and go on the show notes page. Check out her YouTube video that she talks about. Uh, she just, you know, doesn't spread worldwide, gone very viral. Really good stuff. Now, you know, Emma, you know, this business is awesome. The cool thing is it's for everyone. Right, anyone can do this. For her, she was working long hours, and really got to the point where she didn't get the job that she wanted, and she felt empty. And she realized she's not spending any time with her kids, not seeing her husband, and and then this, you know, every time you feel discouraged and don't want to do the business, think about what we call future casting. Think about ten years from now, what would your life be like? And if that scares you, then you better start taking action. You better make that commitment. Commitment. You go all in, like Emma says, go all in. You go all out, quit this thing, or go all in. Don't go halfway in because you're just wasting your time. You're fooling yourself. Go all in. And for Emma, when she first started, uh, she wasn't sure. She just wanted to make some income until what happens? You know, ta-da, she went to an event, right? Events, events, events. First first event, she went to a small little event. So a 23-year-old girl making pretty, you know, really good part-time income. 2,300 pounds there, which is probably like 3,000 U.S. And then she went to the big conference in Dublin where, you know, her, hearing someone speak this, hey, I'll, you know, hearing someone speak, I've lost track of how many full-time moms who become millionaires. You know, a lot of times for the convention events, it's not like how much you learn. Some of you feel like I have to take tons and tons of notes. It could be that one thing that turns your life around. One thing, and for her, it's that one thing. You know, I've lost track of full-time moms. She said, Gordon, uh, Gordon Hester said, I lost track of how many full-time moms who become self-made millionaires. And that was the thing that got her going. Her husband, Emma's husband was there as well and just got her fired up. You know, this business is about having total certainty. You got to be certain, total belief, because if you're not in there, why would people join you? You got to totally bet on yourself, total belief, total you know, certainty. And the way to do it is just surround yourself, invest in yourself, and surround yourself with people who believe in you. Okay, invest in yourself, put change to people who believe in you. Make and then, then, then you make that commitment. And I love it when she says, I am good enough. You know, every one of you, if you have doubt, self doubt, write that 10 times. I am good enough. Because you got to lead. And you, when you make that commitment, you lead. You lead the day. You plan out your schedule. They, they talk about time management. Or the day will lead you. But you are good enough, ML Nation. You are good enough to make this happen. You're listening. You already want to be successful, right? So go make that commitment. And Every time you lack self-belief or you're down, this is really good. You know, she talked about kids a lot. Uh, one of them was, would you say that to your kid? If I said, I can't do that, or I'm not good, I don't know. Would you say that to a five-year-old? Definitely not. You know, my son, uh, you know, uh, one thing, you know, I, I, with my oldest son, I was like, you don't get in trouble much if you tell the truth. But one thing, you get, you annoy me and you get in trouble is if you say, I can't. I can't do this. I can't put on my clothes. I can't. I can't. You can't, right? I, I'm teaching my son to say, you can't. So the same thing with you. I mean, you, you all out there, if you have kids, you, you know, one of the things I love about network marketing because it allows us to be better parents, right? It allows us to lead by example. It allows us to create that legacy. We always, you know, wouldn't say a lot of specific things to our kids. So won't, don't say that to yourself. I'm not good enough. I don't think I can do it. What would you say if your kids said that to you? Right? So think about that. Um, another thing about kids is, Think about all the things your kids want. Would you ever say to them, well, daddy and mommy, we can't provide that to you because I wimped out. 
or I quit. Right? And you, you know what fires me up uh, building my MLM business and actually have my, uh, after I started doing coaching was I had my first son already, but he was really young uh, and I retired from building MLM. But after my all three kids now, you know what keeps me going is I'm here to make an impact. Right, and I'm thinking about if would mice, you know, if things are challenging, building MLM Nation. There have been times where it wasn't the smoothest ride. Would I want my son to know that? Oh, you know what? Because when times are tough, Daddy gave up, and because of that, he didn't make the impact he wanted. Yet that thought scares me. That thought makes me do the things I don't want to do. Right, and Emma said, said that your kids deserve something better. Would you quit on them? You know, that enough is just 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 rouses me up and gets me balls, gets my blood boiling, and makes me pushes me to go and go and do more. You know, time management. If you're struggling with time, hey, welcome. Everyone struggles with lack of time. It's really about your attitude. Uh, nothing worth having is easy, and you know life is going to happen to us, right? Life happens. All we can do is control how we react. You can't control the outside, but what you can control is what happens. So, for example, today, another great example is my kids woke up late again, and that actually um, took away some of my productivity. But, hey, I can't control that. But what I can do is my attitude towards it. I can make it a crappy day with them, or I can be cheerful, happy. I mean, they're young. I actually want them to sleep a lot because it's good for the growth, right? I don't want to wake them up in the middle of sleep. I'll let them sleep. And, hey, how can I you know, make some adjustments so I can still maximize my day? Or even when they were eating. I can, you know, I can do a few things while spending time with them and do a few maybe chores, easy, like light admin work while still getting some th- things done, right? Actually, you know what I did was end up, I wrote some thank you cards. Go There you go. But time management is, you know, is uh, also having the kids buy in, you know, and go check out Emma's YouTube video. It's on the show notes page. Uh, next on, we talk about trustworthy, how John Halawati, again, big shout out to John, awesome big time leader out there, multiple seven figure earner there, and how he got Emma in. It was being a genuine, right? If you want to be trustworthy, people not believing you, you got to have mass number one, massive integrity, do what you say, be totally trustworthy, uh, be a conversationist, meaning asking, learn to ask great questions, stop talking about your stuff, stop thinking about yourself, be focused on other people, don't tell them, make it about them, and be genuine. Right? And let them know this may not be for you. This may not be for you right now. And I love what she said that when she said she had no time. Said, this business, by the way, the no time objection, this business is designed for busy people. And you're the busiest person I know. Good stuff here. Uh, you got to believe, in terms of team building, believe in your team. Right? Believe in your team. And, always, and one thing to ask is, what would, you want to, what would you want to do with your life? That's a great question. Uh, when Emma's asked that, I, I start thinking about that and uh, kind of reaffirm my vision of what I wanted to do. You know, a couple other tips is stay out of drama, right? Focus on the positive. You know, life is going to hit you. There's going to be negative things that happen. That's why I always ask my favorite question of the negativity that comes up. You know, if you're on a journey, you're going to have up and downs and the downs can be pretty bad sometimes, quote unquote bad. But you know what? You're going to learn. You learn, and the most important thing is your vision and certainty. Be certain, be positive, go in and out there. And you got to go all in or go all out. And the last thing is make it fun, right? Make it fun, make the business fun. If you want to talk about meeting people, uh, uh, you know, from prospecting, I love what she said about talking to people on the phone or meeting people. Be 3D, 4D. You know, a lot of times text message, emails, you can't get that, you know, messaging, Facebook message, you can't get that across. But when people see you, hear you, you also get to, you know, you become real. You become more genuine. You become more trustworthy. And you also get to read the prospect better, right? If you want to meet people, where to go, just be, where, 
What do you like to do? You're talking about a million-dollar question. If you're stuck with prospects, this is a long-term game. Don't think about short-term. Be general interest in people. Think about what do you like to do and go hang out there. Be a friend. Be a friend. Provide value. And you're always looking for the people who are searching. You know, a lot of people may not be searching, and they're probably not the best prospects. But the people who are searching, they're going to be the ones who are open to opportunity. That is when the time is right for them. Again, great show. I can go on and on. There's a lot of other great notes uh, that I left out here, but this recap will last forever. Awesome show. Definitely connect with Emma Standen. If you like this ML Nation, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate that. The whole ML profession appreciates that. And also, um, go out there. Share this. Be, you know, go all in. Be certain. And surround yourself with positive people. Hey, ML Nation, thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.